Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, May 22nd, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, thank you for uh, taking over the show on Thursday so I could watch The oh, Bombshell. of course. The uh, Bombshell, yeah. The Bombshell. It's like the Facebook, The Bombshell. The um, Facebook, the And bombshell. I hope uh, yeah. folks uh, enjoyed my interview with Jeffrey. Um, it, I, I've... I really enjoyed chatting with him, and uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed that on the end of good yesterday's stuff. episode. Very good stuff, um, yeah. Of course, if you want to hear all of our interviews first, we've got some really fun stuff coming up. Um, I've got an interview scheduled for Monday. I have another one scheduled for Friday. I've got one. I've got an interview scheduled for Friday. I have another one scheduled for Monday. And I just got confirmation on an interview that I'm going to put in our Patreon feed that has absolutely nothing to do with theater, but I'm doing it anyway because <laughs> okay. what are you going to do? Sue me? Yeah, uh, But I'm very excited about it, and I think that some people who um, listen to us for theater stuff will en- enjoy and appreciate this anyway. So once that has officially happened, I'll let you know what it is, but I don't want to jinx it and you know say it, and then you know we never connect. But um, So there's some really very fun stuff fair. coming up. If you want to get all of those interviews before you can get them in the main feed, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. And actually, before we start the show, we want to send out a hearty congratulations to Broadway star Betsy Wolf, who gave birth to her first yes. child, a baby girl named Poppy on, uh, I guess that would have been Wednesday. A very good name. Of course, her husband, her husband is Adam Krauthammer, who is the president and executive director of Local 802, which is the musicians union that covers Broadway mm-hmm. and until last week was a member of the orchestra for Frozen. Um, he plays the French horn, yeah. I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he does. Um, awkward. Do you think that was awkward that he was in the orchestra for Frozen knowing that his wife was fired from Frozen? Um, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do as a freelance musician. Fair. So, Fair. even if you I are think, the union prince, I, I think that, yeah, I think they, I think they get over it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, All right. Let's transition into our news, actually, because I'm going to make this transition because I've always thought that if and when Bombshell came to Broadway, since that was always the plan, if Megan Hilty wasn't going to do it, I thought that Betsy Wolf could be a really good Very good segue. I don't know that she has the belt that you need, but I think I think she could. She she has some belt in her. But anyway, we are going to start with the biggest news of the day. Nay year, nay decade. (laughs) <laughs> As at 8 a.m. New York time on Thursday morning, just 10 hours after the end of the live stream, or not live stream, but the followed along live stream of 2015's Bombshell in Concert, the Neil Maron. Sing along, because that's what it was. Uh, Neil Maron, <laughs> Bob Greenblatt, and Steven Spielberg announced that they were bringing Smash to the Broadway. Now, lest you be confused, they are not bringing Bombshell to Broadway, as has previously been the plan, but instead they are in development on Smash, colon, a new musical. Obviously, the show will feature a score by Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman, and perhaps some additional music will be added from them as well, and it will now feature a book by Bob Martin and Rick Ellis, who are also working together with David Yazbek on the Princess Bride musical. Shaman and Whitman are also currently collaborating with Matthew Lopez to bring Some Like It Hot to the Broadway stage, which also has an obvious connection with Smash, considering they Mm -hmm. both feature Marilyn Monroe in a major way. As he did on screen, Emmy Award winner Joshua Bergas will choreograph Smash colon a new musical, but no word yet on who will direct the piece, but we will get back to that momentarily, Ashley. Now, the press release did say that while Ivy, Karen, Tom, and Julia will be the main characters in the show, and that it will focus on the creation of the Marilyn Monroe musical Bombshell, 
Otherwise, the specifics of the story will be significantly different than they were on NBC, which obviously makes sense. A two-season TV series isn't going to make sense for a a two-and-a-half-hour musical. Now, there is no timetable for the production, (laughs) but... They could certainly try. From what I hear about Smash, there are a lot of decisions that don't make a lot of sense. How dare you? How how absolutely (laughs) dare you? Although I feel like you're going to be able to say that to me here in a little bit, but uh, we'll get back to that. (laughs) Uh, But there's no Broadway right now anyway, so not putting a timetable on things actually... In this case, normally I think it's annoying and, and you know, that they just put th- something out there that has no timeline. But now it actually seems fairly prudent. Sure, uh, yeah. But when you put Bob Greenblatt and Steven Spielberg's name on things and they are willing to let their names be put on things and they are quoted in the press release, like you have to feel like they're fairly committed to seeing this through. Yeah, which was really interesting to me, especially with Spielberg's name attached, because for one, I mean, this is a show that's in the works. So putting Spielberg's name on anything means it's likely going to actually get made. Yeah. And for those that didn't know, uh, Bob Greenblatt was the person who actually, he was running NBC at the time. He actually brought the show from Showtime, where he was, and brought it over to NBC. Um, So him, along with Steven Spielberg, Neil Marin and Neil's uh, producing partner, uh, Craig Zidane, who actually passed away, unfortunately, a year or so ago, Mm -hmm. um, they were the producers on the TV show. So this is not like Steven Spielberg just parachuting in to be a part of Smash. He's been a part from the beginning. But anyway, actually, I I actually think that this is a brilliant decision by the producers in relation to the previous plan to bring Broadway or to bring Bombshell to Broadway. Because first, as great of a score as Bombshell is, I know you don't know this because you've never seen Smash. It is Mm. probably unsustainable as a Broadway show. There are too many songs from Maryland. They don't really provide a coherent story as they currently are. But more importantly... What takes the soundtrack from Smash from great to brilliant, in my opinion, is how beautifully the songs worked for both what was happening in the story of Bombshell and what was happening in the larger story of Smash as well. They really did a good job of making the emotional notes match up between them, and I think that's important. So I think this is a great move, and I think that Smash the Musical will do better with tourists and on tour and eventually in licensing than Bombshell would. That makes Um, more sense. What I've heard from a lot of people is that they were surprised and surprised and disappointed that this wasn't going to be specifically a bombshell musical. So that's what I was interested in. I mean, that's what was originally announced and discussed for years. But I, I always thought it was I always thought it was a bad idea because, to be honest with you, I don't know that there is anybody who can sing the bombshell score eight times a week. You might have to go like in a Vita thing and do six times a week. But even Mm. then, it's just like 95% of the songs from bombshell are Maryland songs. And that that's not sustainable. That's not balanced. That's not interesting storytelling. You have to have some other stuff in there. Um, And, you know, there's some here and there, um, Joe DiMaggio and, and, you know, has songs or whatever, but, um, it just always felt like it, that wasn't necessarily the best way to do it. So I think this is great. But all of that is good. But there is some bad with this. Because mm-hmm. this show features a female fictional book writer working on a show about two women competing to play one of the most iconic women in you know American history. Or at least 20th century American history. But currently this real life show 
has zero women on the creative team. Now, yeah. as I've said, they have <laughs> that not tends yet to happen a lot. Like literally every show we discuss. Yeah. Now, the one saving grace here is that they have not yet now announced the director. So actually, A, it better be a woman, uh, or I will monumentally be disappointed. <laughs> yes. yeah. But despite the fact that you do not know the Smash super <laughs> well, do you have any suggestions on what women you think could be good candidates to direct this show? Um, I always have two kind of in mind when it comes to musicals in general. I think Diane Paulus is a good choice for it. Not, and not just because she's like one of three female directors Broadway knows and employs. Uh, yeah. Obviously, she's going to have 1776 coming up. She has Jagged Little Pill currently-ish. But great with showy musicals like Pippin and Hare and also contemporary musicals, which I'm assuming this is going to go more on the showy side than the contemporary side. But... I don't know what their aim is yet. She's also really great with making interesting casting moves, as we've seen in the past and the present. And for the same reasons, but even more so, Susan Stroman, who does everything so well, but obviously shows about shows, performance-heavy shows. She hasn't done anything on Broadway since Prince of Broadway in 2015, which is strange to me. Yeah, from what I know about her, she's also really good at, like, (laughs) wrangling in strong personalities, but also getting what she needs (laughs) out of them. So on an otherwise all-male creative team, that seems like it would be a perfect fit. The only problem with Stro is is that they've already got Mm -hmm. a choreographer attached. Uh, Sure, yeah. You know, and and she's directed, (laughs) and she's directed, obviously, far beyond just choreographer, but she's... Her, like Casey Nicola, are usually like director choreographers. So I don't know that she would want to do that. But another one that I think might make sense, especially coming off of company, is Marion Elliott. Like, I think Mm, this could be a really interesting thing for her because this is a show. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a show about Broadway. There's always (laughs) room for neon. Yeah. Um, But also, you know, it's it's a show that is big and and showy and flashy and, and fun, but it also is a pretty emotional show. And with her background in. You know, some some more emotional stuff. She knows how to do the flair, um, big, interesting design type stuff. But I think this would be a really interesting way for her to do a more traditional musical that still has a lot of the dramatic beats that you would look for in some of the plays and things mm. that she's done. So uh, I would throw can, her out and just see what happens. Can you do Smash, a new musical, all in a box set, though, is what I want to know. We will see. And uh, maybe who knows? <laughs> maybe she'll finally make one of the characters bisexual. Hey, um, hey so anyway, Jen Colella. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jen Colella is Marilyn. Uh, yes. Um, now, just to throw some other rumors on the fire, I heard from somebody that seemed to know fairly well that at one point they did have a woman either attached or at least in consideration to write the book. And it's not Teresa Rebeck who wrote mm. the, the TV show. Mm. Um, but this woman was apparently a difficult person. So it didn't happen. And just to be clear, that was a not very subtle hint as to who this person mm. was and not an actual representation of why they were not signed to uh, write the book. Just to clear that up. Um, but if you watch the live stream of the Bombshell concert, it make my, it might make a little bit more sense as to who I'm talking about. And if you haven't, you can probably find the stream of Bombshell in concert available on people.com or on their YouTube page through the weekend. And I will have a link in the show notes, of course. How did you feel about the concert? Oh, it was great. It, I mean, look. Did you have a good time? 
This I is loved it. You hope for. I mean, look, here's the thing. Megan Hilty, and I've said this for years on Broadway Radio, Megan Hilty is one of the most underappreciated and underserved talents Correct. of our we'll time shout on theater. It from the rooftops. Yes, and, and I think she's had some bad luck in terms of shows. I think she's made no some, question. honestly, no some question. poor career decisions, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> also, I'm no not, question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not her, and she can make decisions however she wants, and some, maybe some of those decisions had more to do with things outside sure. of career. But um, she's brilliant. She is funny. She is such a great actress. She's beautiful. She is so talented. Um, I mean, and the thing is, like, she, we know we're, you know, from the Maryland stuff, we think of her as a belter, but she's a soprano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, she can do it all. So I think she is remarkably talented. I think, I have no idea how they're going to cast this. Um, you know, I I would be surprised if Megan Hilty and Catherine McPhee and Deborah Messing and Christian Borle reprised their roles. That would be shocking to me. But I honestly think really? that if they do this well... Like See, I'm, a, I'm more I'm more on the side where I think uh, at least Megan and Catherine would reprise their roles. I don't know Could about be. anybody else. Could be. Um, I I I I'll get to that here in a second. But I think if Megan Hilty played Ivy Lynn on Broadway, like I legitimately think this could be a Tony winning role for her because some of these songs are so perfect and gives give her They're so much. Great songs. There's yeah. very little yep. I know about Smash, but I have heard a lot of the music from it, and yeah. especially her numbers are incredible. And the other thing is, is like Cat McPhee is obviously not as good of an actress or singer as Megan Hilty, but she just has it. Like if you watched her in this concert, you're like, oh yeah, like. She's a star, even if she might not be the most talented, she is a star, um, and I hope she does more. Now, here's my suggestion, Ashley. My suggestion is Bob Greenblatt is now running um, Warner Media or whatever, which has the new HBO Mm -hmm. Max, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Um, So I would love to see either there under Bob Greenblatt or on Peacock or something with NBC – I would love to see them do a season three of Smash about the creation of the musical Smash and make it super mm-hmm. meta and just see what the hell happens. Be weird. Be funky with it. Get Teresa Rebeck like and her it. scarves back. Yeah. Um, so I'm here for that. So I don't know how you would do that, but I am I'm 100 percent down for them doing something both on stage and screen with Smash, because obviously the audience wants it. Yeah, beg like legitimately begging for it. Yep, absolutely. All right, so let's get into the rest of the news. We'll run through this stuff quickly. Uh, last night, Broadway Journal reported that the public theater received roughly $4 million in loans from the federal government's payback protection program, according to a public spokesperson. This allowed the company to delay previously announced furloughs that were intended to take effect on May 1st. The article goes into some pretty interesting details, actually, about the public's finances, which mm. are, on one hand, better than many other arts organizations due in no small part to an endowment that is aided by having, you know, shares of Hamilton. Um, but they are also not immune to many of the other types of dangers that arts and theater orgs are currently experiencing. So it's a really good article, so I highly recommend you check that out. We also learned on Thursday that Playbill will stream four live readings next month as part of this year's Pride Plays. The shows will include Brave Smiles, Another Lesbian Tragedy by the Five Lesbian Brothers, great name, 
Then Danier R loves one in two, which so we just you and I just talked about. Excited um, about this. Yeah, I can't, I didn't get to see it, so I'm super pumped to uh, at least see it in this form. Then there's Masculinity Max by M.J. Kaufman, and then they will close it out with the Boys in the Band sequel, Men from the Boys, which will be directed by Zachary Quinto. We will have more details in the show notes, including what dates. Those are all airing on Playbill, so check that out. Then on Thursday, we also learned that the Irish Repertory Theater will present a four-show summer season all online, including a new short play by Darren Murphy called The Gifts You The Gifts You Gave in the Dark, which takes place in the COVID-19 pandemic. The Deadline article that announced the season notes that it is believed to be the first ever off-Broadway virtual season. And finally in this section, Ashley, I don't even know if you've seen this yet. Last night, oh. on Thursday night, it was announced that the Criterion Channel will be streaming the iconic documentary, original cast album, Company. Oh, beginning I, on June yeah. 15th. <laughs> and that streaming, uh, that will stream along with the documentary now parody, original cast album, Co-op. Now, Ashley, you have not seen Smash. I have not I seen have Smash. Not, I have not seen either original cast album, Company, <gasps> or original cast album, Co-op. Um, so... So I'm very excited to get the opportunity to watch these together. I purposely did not watch Co-op when it came up because I hadn't seen uh-huh. the original. So oh, I wanted to be able to compare them. First. Yeah, you definitely have only... to see the original first before you see Co-op. Exactly. And it's not stream it until now. It's not streaming anywhere. You could get kind of crappy versions on uh on YouTube, but they were f- right. not full all the time. So it was hard to find it and um but I'm very excited to get the chance to watch both mm. of these together starting in mid-June. I think technically they announced it a couple weeks ago. This might have been the first time that Criterion has officially talked about Got it. Got it. Okay. Because cool. I definitely saw – I didn't see the news about it on Thursday, but I s- definitely saw it a couple weeks ago and was very excited by it so I can – Rewatch it as often as possible, and even maybe even in this case, get the physical form of it, like the physical copy of it. Yeah, because Criterion usually has DVD sales as well. Oh yes. Um, did I tell you about this? Because I knew this was coming, but I can't remember if I heard it. You probably saw unofficially. It on my <laughs> no, I think I heard it unofficially, but either way. Um, all right, let's get into the feel good recommendations. Ashley, yesterday it was announced that kicking off on May 31st, Seth Radetzky will offer a series of concerts presented virtually through Broadway World. Um, the concerts uh, will be $20 for early bird tickets and $25 available after that. You can get them at the, the SethConcertSeries.com. And the first concert will be with Kelly O'Hara. The second will be with Jeremy Jordan. And then the third will be with Jesse Mueller. So you will have two dates um, to see each of them, I believe. Um, or at least two dates for Jeremy and Jesse. Uh, but this is very cool. And right now, yeah. we are seeing so many things streamed. Um, yeah. But generally, it's for charities and stuff. I think that as this progresses and the lockdown continues, we will see more of these paid opportunities for concerts and things that oh, are yeah. more tr- absolutely more, yeah and it's more like the traditional stuff that you would be seeing out there if i've gone to seth rudetsky shows i've gone to concerts mm-hmm, not too. not with any of these three but um with you know megan hilty and laura benanti and all this stuff a 20 buck concert is a great deal yeah, um, nothing. so nothing while we're used to getting a lot of these streaming things done 
for free, uh, this is a still a wonderful, wonderful deal. And as you said, a lot of it has been for charity, and that makes sense because you donate as you go along. But th- this has been uh, – th- one, this makes the most sense because performers got to make some money. But also exactly. uh, this has been happening a lot, especially in the cabaret community where I've seen like Joe's Pub – shows that were intended for Joe's mm-hmm. Pub – uh, there have been like performers like Molly Pope be like, okay, send me $5 via Venmo and I'll send you my <laughs> a link to my show, which I think is really yeah. cool. I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of that, as you said. Yeah. And I'm happy to support as many of them as I possibly Gladly, can. Gladly. Yeah. All right. Last two recommendations. Um, one of the Broadway World living room concerts that came up earlier this week, I believe on Wednesday, um, is one that I really, really enjoyed. It is from Robin Herter, who is currently one of the stars of Moulin Rouge, and her husband, Clyde Alvis, and their son, Hudson. They sing a really sweet lullaby uh, and stuff. Aww. Very nice. So check that out. And then the final one is something that Lin-Manuel Miranda tweeted out. Of course, while we were all watching Smash, he was doing a live tweet along with the Wonderful World of Disney <laughs> yeah. for their showing of Moana. And he said that um, the song How Far I'll Go, which was, I believe, the Oscar-nominated song from the from the yes. soundtrack, yes. Uh, he had a really scratchy demo of Philippa Sue singing the song back from when they were doing Hamilton at the public. And then on Thursday morning, he found it, put it on SoundCloud, and sent it out. And actually, I love Moana. I mm-hmm. saw it in the theaters with my mother yeah. um, uh, at a press screening, and I think it's it's really really good. It's a, th- this it's a song. How far I'll go um, makes it's me a great very emotional. Film and I regularly listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, it's really good. And to hear Philippa sing it, um, she sounds great. And she was actually a voice in the film as well. Um, and Lynn said it's oh, you know right. sorry it was yeah. so high. You know, yeah, considering that's what it's I was going to point out. He was apologizing yeah. to her on Twitter. Like I'm sorry this was written so high. Right, but it's written for like a tweenager like a 13 14 year old girl um and philippa was clearly not but she sounds great i loved it i was tearing up and getting goosebumps so i highly recommend you listen to that and more philippa sue and musical please musicals please like Um, she did amelie you know post hamilton she did amelie and then she's done some plays and tvs but yeah she's so young and so talented like we need by the time this current decade is over like we need to have like two or three or four more original Broadway cast albums featuring Philippa Sue. Oh, that would be so nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all that we have for this week. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. Also, Ashley, just so you know, both okay, seasons Matt. of Smash are currently streaming on NBC.com and the oh, NBC app. So. Many people have told me. So. Okay, just so you know. <laughs> just saying. Anyway. All right. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We appreciate your support. We hope you are doing well. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Wear your damn masks. Stay inside. And we'll talk to you on Monday.